All right, welcome back to Info Context. Let us introduce ourselves once again. My name is Brent. Hi, my name is Marlon. And today we are going to talk about a lot of things actually. So we will be starting up with our weekly news roundup. We will talk about the Pacquiao and Duterte feud, which has been going on for I think several days already and starting to get a little bit spicy. We'll also talk about uh, briefly the impending eruption of the Taal volcano and the comments made by Duterte about that <laughs> specific incident. Quite amazing. And the main topic for today is going to center around Komote riders and other traffic issues. We will also talk about the recent um, bolstering of the LTO's requirements to get a license and we'll see what effects it may have on the actual traffic and safety of our roads. So let's start off with, you know, something that's a bit close to me, literally. Uh, the Taal Volcano recently, I mean, as of recording, several hours ago, uh, it has been announced by Vox that from it might not happen to imminent <laughs> eruption <laughs> might happen uh hindi pa siya yung takip akala <laughs> <laughs> ko ba natakpan na lang ni Duterte yan let's talk about that briefly you know and <laughs> I know that Duterte got a lot of flack for that and parang ang akin na lang hindi na tayo nasanay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yung na context ganyan talaga magsalita yeah. yung context ng interview niya uh, it shouldn't been taken seriously right but at the on the other side like um i said um something a natural catastrophe like this especially mm-hmm. seeing what happened in 2020 early january 2020 was really a big um incident and volcanic eruptions are always big catastrophic events um we, we yes. will always have that <coughs> in the philippines and downplaying something like that is never a good idea Um, although at that time the information that they had and that was the same as what Facebook said right um, it's not likely to erupt so kung ikaw yung si Duterte and you're getting that from your experts um, at that time hindi siya ganun ka serious for you but knowing yes. that they're raising the alarm from 2 to 3 is a sign na it's never a zero possibility so kumbaga to be diplomatic uh, a presidential Um, person would say mga decent quote and quote decent yes. president would say um syempre uh, Fbox is still investigating and observing uh, monitoring the situation um we're raising it from 2 to 3 from now um do we say na is there an imminent threat as of now wala but always be careful be on the lookout always be prepared better be prepared than sorry mga ganun dapat na mga yes. statements kaso Duterte in that interview and a lot of interviews na um, to him is not a pressing matter at the moment lagi naman talaga yan mm-hmm. nag-ano uh, joke ng kung ano-ano ba diba? even uh, I remember a lot of instances uh, na mga ganong joke tapos ang ginagawa talaga ng media lalo na yung mga alam mo na opposite ng ng, ng, ng gobyerno they only take that piece of it and then share it na parang again your president is a joke. Ina naman yung 
yung narrative. Ah, ang mga ganyan niya, dati, yung kagayang kay Katrina, yung si Chavit Singson, that's one of the funniest things that I've seen na ginawa niya. Um, yung may video kasi si si Singson, katabi niya si Katrina. I don't know if you hmm. remember that. Tapos, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Singson, ano, parang magkatabi sa upuan, may one seat apart. Tapos si Katrina nagsiselfone. Si Chavit, <laughs> inaantok. Tapos yung parang mag- uh-huh. Maglilin siya sa, sa kantok niya sa katulog-tulog niya kunwari. Parang mapapa, oh, ah, mapapasandal yeah, siya kay Katrina. Ayan, tapos um, there was an incident or parang merong event na nandun si Chabit. I don't know kung nasa Ilocos si Duterte or what. Basta si Chabit is the speaker or parang andun siya isa sa mga nire-recognize na visitor dun sa event na yon. Tapos ang sabi ni Duterte <laughs> uh, si Chabit naku, itong Chabit eh nakita ko yung ano tutulog-tulog pa eh gagano nahuli ka eh parang, parang inaasar niya si <laughs> parang inaasar niya si Chabit kasi parang kinuwento daw sa kanya ni Bongo yung <laughs> pinakita sa kanya yung video <laughs> ni Chabit na ganun kaya pinagtatawanan niya yeah I remember that ang ano nga um, to me yeah it, it, it's not okay to joke about uh, natural disasters but Uh, in this case kasi the information that was you know nga diba just like what I said uh, for days now ever since the threat has you know started again they've always been reiterating and, and I think it's it's not really that good that even from the experts we're getting parang extremely unlikely ganon even though they know for a fact that they are getting higher and higher alarms and now yun nga, um, just last night, um, a volcanic uh, volcanic gas, um, it's not really an eruption, what, what would you call it ba? Basta naglabas siya ng, naglabas ang uh, vulcan taal ng volcanic gas, and that they considered it abnormal, so it's not something that it, I would say that they are 100% expecting, and then mm-hmm. they suddenly said na, there might be an imminent eruption and then uh, for example uh, Batangas is already ordering uh, evacuation uh, all na- I, I haven't seen an evacuation order yet but there are some people that have been um, voluntarily evacuating but what I know for a fact is that Batangas has already barred entry for anyone that's non-essential mm-hmm. um, just to avoid adding more people in the possible evacuation Um, efforts. Uh-huh. But, yun na nga, the, the thing is, kung gagawa tayo ng tier list ng mga distasteful joke ni Duterte, this is mm-hmm. actually kinda, kinda low. Lighter. Kasi uh-huh. parang, napababa niya sa, sa, kasi, for me, even the joke is not really that minamaliit niya. Parang sinasabi niya mm-hmm. na kung pwede lang, mm-hmm. na takpa na lang, parang ganun eh no it's it's not saying na eh wala namang kwenta yung taal papakatakot kayo para mabobobo nyo ganun it's, it's, it's not like that but it's more of ano yung pag joke na ano, parang takpag ko lang yung ano na yan eh parang yung dati yung virus utang ng virus Oo. yan eh parang ganun <laughs> it's the same as that and yun nga it, it's not as bad as people make out make it out to be plus they're missing the context na during that time the information that is being fed to him is saying that, well, it's basically safe, right? Diba? And I I bet, I'm willing to bet a lot of money on this, that if 
wag naman sana ako yung pinakamalapit sa atin magkakakilala <laughs> uh, if if ever that taal will explode that coat will resurface yes I bet it will I be uh, a lot uh, of money on it resurfaced many times na ito yung presidente ninyo Uh, it's a joke. Magagatakpan niya lang. Or, it's a joke-joke. Tapos maraming namatay. Ganyan. Kung hindi tinake lightly ni Duterte yan. Ganyan-ganyan. On the side mm-hmm. note, right? Let's record this also na on the news, napakadami ng evacuation centers that were activated. I saw yes. a lot of people, like I said, may mga nag-evacuate na actually. Others are still voluntary, but there are a lot of places na meron na silang Um, makeup tents and all that that I know were deployed Cavite, Laguna, Batangas the LGUs are actually preparing so in in opposite of what we, we're thinking that it's taken lightly the, uh, preparations are being done and that's mm-hmm. even before this imminent uh, announcement threat kumbaga merong ganong message uh, that's being uh, surfaced so iba again kumbaga Possible pa din naman na mag ano eh na magjoke ng ganon. Kasi nga it's not to downplay the impact of taal but it's kung uh, yung sabi mo kung pwede lang takpang ko lang yun eh. 'Di ba? Kumbaga ganon yung sinasabi niya it's not naman na uh, hindi niya inaano yung threat. Sinasabi niya na kung pwede lang takpan niya lang ganon lang gagawin eh hindi man pwede yun. 'Di ba? Eh, Siyempre Twitter version na naman ng ano nila and it will be reused and abused. Same way they did for ano Trump, 'di ba? Yung yung mga or actually not even Trump siya din mismo nung January yung nung unang case ng virus dumating sa Pinas hindi pa nila masyadong kinikpitan tapos nung ano March, April doon nila binabalik-balikan lagi yung statement ni Duque yung statement ni Duterte ng mga ano acting on the information that was available at that moment pero nire-resurface nila as if they knew those things you know, three months In ago. In hindsight, diba? Oo, diba? Hindi naman. So, yun, ganun na ganun uh, ang mangyayari yeah. niya, for sure. I remember that, ano, uh, Trump's press secretary, when they were trying to do that to her, this is one of the things that I really liked about that press secretary kasi snappy siya. So, when, I forgot, I think it was New Washington Post mm-hmm, that asked the question dun sa Uh, presidential press conference na hitting Trump about downplaying it early in 2020 what she said what she said was just she recited a list of headlines from these different um, news, news outlets saying the exact same thing so parang ang sinabi niya so kayo din ba would, would, are you willing to retract what you said kasi you're saying the exact same thing and it, it's It's disingenuous for me na parang you know it's it's a kind of manipulation um you know Duterte says a lot of stupid things but of course you still have to consider the context of things na parang alam mo yun, it's just too much There, you don't even need to try para masiraan si Duterte he says a lot of things that are really not presidential and I don't get it why you still have to, you know, call it out. Such... Kumbaga nanalo yan ng ganyan, yeah. nagmumumura na kayo nung kumakalila. Alam mo nang ganyan yan. 
Anyway, but yeah, uh, I just pulled up some of the sources. There are already more than a thousand people that are staying in evacuation centers. Uh, and there are current efforts to evacuate more. Yeah, I and saw some news, is, anyway, even in, uh, again, c- citing the most a polarizing outlet, the Rappler. Rappler went around and checked uh, these ano, facilities. Umaga, meron na talaga silang nakita na may mga ganyang areas na deployed. Others lang talaga, bumabalik sila. Kasi ang... ang, ang <laughs> kaya kinover ni Rappler itong story na to was not to highlight na may preparation na yung LGU or yung government ahead of time. Their purpose really was to visit the place kasi they for sure were not following social distancing. So yun yung pinaka-angle nung nung story <laughs> na sa mga sa evacuation center na this ano na na, na tag, disregard na yung social distancing kumbaga but my takeaway there was there there's already evacuation centers kumbaga kasi families yes. din naman yung mga nando doon eh sa bahay naman wala man talagang social distancing pero syempre di ba it's a factor that would amplify the danger if in case talagang mag-evacuate yung mga tao. So, they also have to consider that aspect of it na baka isa lang doon, di ba? Ma-infect. And normally, ang evacuation center natin is not even the best. Kumbaga, basketball courts, schools, mga yes. tents. So, talagang malaki yung chance na it can, yung kumbaga, yung crisis will double if they are not careful on how they do this. So, uh, I don't even know kung the best way to do na i-test lahat ng mga nandun doon or what we know testing is not perfect but ano ba yung magandang way or as early as now should they just take the people out kasi ang, ito pang ano ko normally eh pag nag-evacuate kasi nila they don't take people out of the area baga parang sa malapit lang malapit lang uh, malapit lang din dun sa ano so people bumabalik umaano alam mo yun maybe there should be evacuation centers trucks and trucks and load of buses of people na they can take somewhere na mas comfortable, na mas safe, na mas ano, ng COVID. Di ba remember um, a lot of LGU cities they built um, isolation facilities that I know are currently underutilized. Kumbaga, hindi naman kumbaga may nag-isolate na, na in, potential infected. I don't think diba, for example sa Manila, yung sa Rizal Stadium, I don't know how many they did there. Mm-hmm. Parang meron silang hundreds or thousands of isolation wards, those can be perfect interim evacuation centers that they can retain um, social distancing. Kumbaga, they can repurpose some of it's these areas. It's built for that, yeah. It doesn't even have to be Region 3, Region 4. Yeah, it can go in mga lugar na yun. As long as they're not using it temporarily, it can be used. So, ang kailangan na lang ng government transport. Pwede lang ang gawin nila. They don't need to be workable. confined in that area, yeah. diba? And this kind of disaster really is, you know, we don't want a repeat of this because the last time it happened, hindi pa ganon yung surge ng COVID. Mm-hmm. We've had like parang less than a hundred cases lang yata at the time. Yeah, it wasn't even uh, a concern. Ang um, concern talaga nun was N95 mask and uh, yung yung ashes. In, like... yeah, in a way nga, in a way. <laughs> it kind of prepared some people for the pandemic kasi that was the time when people were hoarding masks mm-hmm. to protect themselves from volcanic uh, discharge, yeah, yung ash. Kasi parang uh, I remember that there were a lot of PSAs about 
the possible effects of volcanic ash. So, may naalala ko pa yun, may ano pa, may pinapakita nila yung microscopic view mm-hmm. ng particles that matatalas yan and it could damage your um, your lungs and whatnot. So, that's why, actually, that's one of the reasons why I bought like ilang boxes ng mask. And then, suddenly, two months later, in a COVID. <laughs> COVID naman. And uh, I was quite thankful that I had that. Pero, um, yun nga, uh, it's not something that I want to repeat and I'm not even that close yeah. to the volcano. Uh, basically, ang nangyari lang naman sa amin is that makapal ash. yung ash and there were several days na dark talaga. You don't want to go outside kasi ash would fall down on you na kailangan talaga nakapayong ka naka full mask um, glasses or goggles parang ano no uh, 1990s all over yung pampangad yung pinatubo yung pinatubo <laughs> eksena yun yung mga naririnig kong kwento way way back na yung mga kotse natabunan alam mo yun parang sobrang sobrang dark yung, yung umaga nagiging gabi dahil yeah, sa, sa and dark that's why I was scared of the Uh, I don't know how many weeks that ago that was. Yung thunderstorm. Kasi that, mm. <laughs> it happened during night. Uh, during night. And it looked the same as when Tumabog. Taal exploded last year. Mm. Sabi ko, oh my God. Pero ano ko, instinct ko, being a photographer, <laughs> nilabas ko lang yung camera ko. I took pictures and I took videos of it. Sabi ko, well, it's already here, so might as well. Enjoy. Uh, but thank, <laughs> thank God it was, it wasn't, it was just a thunderstorm. It was amazing though. Look, looked super cool. Nobody died, so I can Uh-oh. say something like that. I won't be cancelled. Hindi ba tinakpan? Ayun talaga, no? But again, going back to the story ni Duterte, it's it's a serious matter, but people can can make joke out of things. And I think, kahit at, at one point, di ba, dati nga, at the height of the taal, ang pinaka-worry pa ng mga tao was yung, yung meme na, what? All, parang all my life is a lie na ang akala kong crater is Ay, yung itong maliit. Oh, oh. Itong maliit. <laughs> Yung yes, pala, yes. ano lang, yung pala, ito pala, yung buong, ano pala, yung buong lake. Buong isla. Oo, oh. so, kumbaga, inaano nila, what? Akala ko ito yun, kumbaga, yun yung issue nila eh. Yung pang Yun kasi yung nasa picture sa, <laughs> ano, sa mga textbook. Tsaka sa mga, And, ano, sa mga tourist spots, sa mga ganyan. Oh. <laughs> And I get that. I mean, Filipinos are known to make light of disasters. Kaya nga, sikat na sikat yung mga picture natin na Mm-mm. nasa baha tapos mga nakangiti, mga na nagsuswimming pa sa baha. Sa baha. And I, I remember that one famous fo- I'm not, I won't call it famous, but it was spread around for quite a while na bumabaha na nasa computer shop pa yung mga ano, uh-huh. yung mga <laughs> yung mga bata. And yun nga, it, it's that kind of behavior. That's why it's not really surprising that someone would say something like that. And you know, uh-huh. it could be quite distasteful being the president. But the thing is, he's been in power for what almost six years. I agree. As and, a president, I think it's inappropriate for sure. B- but is it a joke? It is a joke, and it should be taken that way. Kumbaga, let's yes. not separate the uh, the context. Na joke sa, but also let's not discredit the fact na as a president, it's not appropriate. Kumbaga, it could have yes. been better. Hindi siya not to. Uh, depend what whatever it is but it shouldn't be also taken as big as they make it seem and like what we said kapag sumabog talaga yan 
expect mo na yung video na yan to spread like crazy because, yeah. ano, um, that's another argument how big of a joke Duterte is he is at some point in a lot of things lalo na yung sinend ko mm-hmm. diba I still cannot forget that video kumbaga how different daw siya kay Sarah paulit-ulit Sarah. yun I just kapag gusto ko tumawa panonoorin ko lang yun sa tiktok andun na yun sa tiktok <laughs> diba yun lang but uh, at the end of the day ayan uh, ingay and noise and Speaking of, diba, si Pacquiao, more and more, um, we're hearing a lot uh, out of Pacquiao's camp. Uh, obviously, alam natin na may intention or at least may in- inclination to run as president. And ngayon, as early as now, he's making so much noise, uh, exposed, posing um, corruption and also making bold claims. Such as, and ito yung pinaka-maingay, and he's been interviewed many times for this, na bibigyan daw niya ng bahay lahat ng Pilipino. In four to five years, wala ka daw makikitang uh, quarter, lalo na daw sa Metro Manila. Lahat daw magkakaroon ng bahay at lupa. And some other interviews, ang context is either subdivision type na bahay or condo daw yung bibigay niya sa mga uh, Pilipino. So, again, um, take it as a campaign promise as of now just considering na he may be saying this because he's justifying bakit siya mag-run for presidency so let's take that statement what do you think of that are you feeling more regarding that promise number one it's obvious that you can't do that number two it really won't solve the problem but just like what you said ano siya uh, palabok sa kampanya it's it's at the same level of the jet ski promise that Duterte gave back in 2016 na alam mo yun na parang he's just pandering to his target audience na he has an agenda he knows what he can appeal to kasi alam mo yun he's known for philanthropy yun yung kumakalat yung mga kaya nga may meme eh, diba na parang si Pacquiao bilhin ko yung ganto mo bilhin, bilhin ko na lang yung kumpanya mo na tas yung umiikot na video niya na after ng matches niya na may mga nakapilang tao tas namibigay ng pera, ng pera parang namibigay lang ng ano namibigay lang ng candy <coughs> pero yun kasi yung image niya eh. and, I, and I think that's what he's trying to preserve And one thing that I learned um, is that don't listen to the promise. Listen to how he will do it. Kasi ang daling sabihin yan eh. Four to five years, may bahay kay lahat. Actually, kahit 45 Just, ah. Kahit sabihin mo ng 45 years. Not four to five. Kahit sabihin mo 45, 40, medyo mahirap. Medyo mahirap pa rin. Pero sige, go on. <laughs> And it's the same yun niya. It's the same with three to six months, ubos ang krimen. Anong gagawin mo? Corruption, yung mga ano, drug lords. Oh, corruption, ubusin natin. Oh, tatapusin natin ang corruption. Pag tinanong mo ng paano, parang, wala may sagot. Uh, diba? Parang And si Marroas yan. Fo- Anak, itabi mo. Ako na. Parang gano'n. <laughs> parang sila yung mag-end ng corruption. Magbubuhat ng ano. The era para ng... sa mahirap. Diba? They all promise ridiculous things. Pero like you said, it's the implementation. And that actually, yeah, kasi, to, um, yeah, to me, um, some politicians making claims like that, we know again, like you said, it's they're speaking to an audience. But somebody that thinks a little bit deeper than that, um, that if you take it literally, na kung sa, ako, 
itatake ko yun na parang feeling niya kaya niya talagang gawin that just shows how naive you are of how the system works diba? hindi yes like what we talked about hindi bahay ng mga Pinoy ang number one problema hindi ang pagkakaroon ng sariling bahay at lupa ang number one priority ng mga Pilipino they appear like that or Filipinos as a result of poverty wala silang bahay nakatira sila sa mga slums nakatira sila sa mga maliliit na pinagtagpitagping kahoy sa ilalim ng tulay that is a result of poverty that is a result of the work inequality that is the ano result of lack of education that is a result of uh, lack of discipline even right or um kumbaga corrupt practices both from the private and the government sector those things are the manifestations yung wal yung mga tao na nakatira sa kalsada are manifestations of that or those bigger problem hindi may pagbinib pag itinira mo sa subdivision or condo yung mga tao na yan all of a sudden Pilipinas will be ano um, a progressive country diba even other progressive countries have ano eh may mga homeless may mga taong nakatira sa kalsada yes. So, one, you can't eradicate that. Number two, hindi siya yung dahilan. And other people are, like what you said, nangangako ng uh, tanggalin natin yung kahirapan. Diba? How do you do that? How do you even start? Kung ang matinong magpapamis, and I don't think anyone will win if somebody said this, right? For the next four to six years, I will do what I can to limit the or lessen the gap between the rich and the poor or if somebody says na for the four to six for the next four to six years i will reduce um, poverty by three percent kumbaga mas maging realistic yung goal mo if you claim <laughs> something realistic and you put a value it's not they're not gonna win diba? Diba? Kasi, um politics is also a game of emotions Because democracy, yan eh. I mean, even if you read uh, the Greeks, uh, sina Plato, ato uh, mga OG ng, ng democracy, democracy they know for a fact that democracy, pure democracy, will always result to mob rule, and it will only be effective if the people that are participating in the democratic process are all very well informed and very well tempered. But that's the thing. That's not that's an a utopian type of society the reality of it is that madami sa ating mga Pilipino kung hindi man lahat karamihan sa atin nadadala talaga through emotions and that's what they are basically going for sasabihin ni mm-hmm. this is why bakit nanalo si Duterte and pupuntahan ko yan sabihin ko atin babarilin ko yan si ganito Uh-oh. that's why a lot of the presidents are winning even local governments sasabihin lang sa'yo mauubusin natin ng korupsyon gagawin nating ano malinis ang ang matawid malinis na governance um, tatapusin natin ang kahirapan naiintindihan ko kayo it's all very emotional right. it's not really trying to you know reach yeah. for Kings. your intellectual logical side of things because they know for a fact that that's not the winning strategy the problem is yun nga ang daming gumagawa nito no one is even questioning kung ano ba talaga yung plano nila sa buhay yung plataforma nila yung mga pailailang points nila eliminate corruption uh-huh. 
It's Tapusin ang kahirapan, ganyan. Um, ipag-ano diba? ang kalusugan, i-prioritize ang kalusugan at edukasyon. Yung mga parang banner headlines, like how do you how do you do that? How do you even plan to achieve it? Where do you even start? Tapos, and to, to claim na matatapos siya in your term, knowing na 60 years lang yan, that shows naivety. So, I, we know all of a sudden na it's either you're too naive, which is not good, or you're lying or outright lying it's <laughs> also not good what's our what's our choice here again like i said if somebody comes out and say um diba tatanggalin natin ng unemployment by 5% it's not very so if uh, someone comes uh, out like that diba, I, i am i am already saying i'm voting for that person <laughs> yung mga ganun yung promise niya no yung statistical na na value lang and this is based on class administration economic trend ganyan ganyan iaano niya na at least I will aim for incremental improvement because ang presidency mm-hmm. is an incremental position na uh, at the end of the day, to, to be progressive it doesn't take, I mean it takes years and decades to get to that point, hindi yan basta lang nangyayari, diba? So, about incremental improvement na in in five years or maybe in the next generation they're way better off than we we were. And dapat yun na lang ang promise, dapat yun ang commitment and that's more realistic and people would then No, to me, in my perspective, if we are all uh, in touch of reality like that, mas ano yung mga tao na everybody needs to contribute, everybody needs to to be part of the progress and yung change. Hindi mm-hmm. siya basta lang you put the leader there na um, well-spoken, um, diba? Um, invokes emotion, yung magaling magsalita, nakakadala, is it the right words? Um dinay mananalo and then they can do it kaya yung mga nananalong leader diba sila yung mga may mga banner ano sila eh um, statement era para sa mahirap walang kapakapatid walang kamag-anak walang kaibigan walang bibigyan ako lang ang kukuha ng lahat ng pera yun na pala ibig sabihin mahirap <laughs> ano pa kayo ang boss ko ayan ayan ano ano I don't remember Gloria's ano Gloria's Uh, I'm sorry. Then <laughs> 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 yung kay Gloria. Um, I don't remember Gloria's campaign slogan. Ah, okay, I think I remember yung kay ano ba eh, kay Ramos eh, yung ano ba yon? Um, like, ano ba yung kay Ramos? It was ano eh, parang Pilipinas 2000 or something. May something silang ay 1996 siya to ano ba eh, no? Hanggang 1996. Basta may mga <laughs> campaign slogans. <laughs> that are ano um kumbaga it sticks pero at the end of the day even if they were or uh, any of them were good presidents they never really they're never really entitled for full um uh, credit the diba yung article that i shared na talking about and dami na naman nagki-credit grabbing dun sa LRT2 mm-hmm. ang dami na naman nagki-credit grabbing sa ganito bakit ba kailangan mag-away bakit ba kailangan tipino yung yung i-credit. So, this person outlined na contribution ng lahat ng administration to, into making LRT2 possible. Like, from the moment of conception up, up all the way to how it's done. Each president contributed to that, uh, uh, to building it. Now, yeah, um, some others deprioritized or prioritized other ko kaya na-delay. Kasi parang it's a long time coming. Imagine mo kung yung idea was conceptualized 1999. That means that there was already need for it 22 years ago. Diba? Yes. They, foresee, they foresee it. And kung nasa planning stage ka and you saw that that was an, 
uh, something that should have happened. Uh, meaning for the last 20 years, we suffered. Kasi may need na noon pa niyan. Ngayon, ngayon pa lang binibuild. And yung problem is exponential. It, it becomes a lot more worse. Parang ano nga eh, for me, I think we should adopt the DARPA thinking. So, DARPA is the uh, developmental, mga experimental military tech ng US. Mm-hmm. They're the ones developing it. And how they're doing it is that they are trying to predict what will be the problems 25 years in the future and then come up with solutions for that today right. so that they have that kind of lead time to do that. I'm sure someone out there is doing that. The problem is, yun nga, these things take time and we've mentioned it in a previous episode na wala tayong pakialam kung sino magre-ribbon cutting yan. Basta matapos. Right. Ang gusto ang gusto natin kasing matapos na practice is pupulitikahin yung Project, project just because it's from an opposition candidate it it becomes too personal and alam mo yun it's no longer logical kasi these things we've talked about it at length binayaran na yan ng taong bayan kung yeah. hindi man siya directly from tax revenues baka inuutang pa yan we'll be paying for that and then just because you got too personal and don't want alam mo go ahead Stupid, sta- uh, stupid statements like uh, pagka nagawa yan, tapos sasakay-sakay ka sa LRT. What? Ano, ano yun? Uh, parang <laughs> dalawan lang ba? Or Duterte uh, supporters lang ba yung dapat sumakay ng project ni ganito? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Diba? Yeah, it's Dap- the same thing with the Marcos projects, diba? Na oh. ayaw mo kay Marcos, wag kang umana sa expressway, something like that. Dapat ang mindset ng Pilipino and should always be is tayo as regular average citizens we are united at ang kalaban natin talaga dapat mga politiko hindi tayo kakampi sa isang politiko tapos take that side as makipag-away sa kapwa Pilipino dapat ang magkakampi yung mga average citizen na magkakampi tayo in one line and then ang kalaban natin ang mindset natin ah kalaban meaning hindi ano um uh, hindi tawag, para magrebelde uh, para magrebelde ang kalaban natin meaning ang mindset natin is uh, as a people collectively oh, we hold these people accountable na pag may hindi sila ginawa we're together and one in calling them out para next election we put somebody better or something and they know that they won't stand ang problema kasi kung meron tayong uh, polarizing uh, opinions on this matter tapos you even call out the other side na o oh, sige pagka ikaw nakikinabang ikaw ganito ganyan ganyan Everybody is entitled to the benefits. Hindi dapat gano'n ang mindset. ba? And it's nasusuportahan ng mali. Whether you're on the right side or the wrong side of it. The fact na mayroong supporter yung side na yon, feeling nila na, well, you can't please everybody. Nagiging mindset nila. Well, syempre, opposition yun. ba? They don't look at the excuse me, the, the argument for the merit, but instead they look at it kung sino yun at kung side ka belong which is bad, diba? Dapat, kapag kami project, does it really truly benefit us? Ang mga questions na tinatanong natin, dapat is, sino gawang gawa niyan? Hindi, um, why? Why is it needed? Bakit kailangan natin ng extension? And ba yung popular, uh, yung, yung mga taong sasakay dyan? Diba? Baga, like you said, yung DARPA approach na thinking ahead, it's not like we haven't, or we don't have any kind of model countries. Ang daming bansa na nauna na sa atin, na yung problema nila before, they solved for it years ago and decades ago. And then now that they're actually in a more progressive state, iba yung level yung problem nila. 
So it's not that we cannot learn from them. We can already do so. Dapat yung mga nagkamali sila in some scenarios that are applicable to us. We should avoid by looking at that uh, best practice. Hindi yung again you look at the other country, you compare our our situation, and then use it as an argument. Bakit balasubas yung yung gobyerno? Iba hindi hindi ganon eh. Dapat uh, you look at the others for best practice and then you implement it here. Now, how do we do that? Yun dapat ang mindset. Hindi tayo magkakalaban, magkakampi tayong lahat. Lahat tayo pare-pareho ang gusto natin. Hindi tayo dapat um, tag dito political in, in that respect where may kakampi kang politiko, may kalaban kang politiko. It's not even that. Dapat lahat tayo magkakampi. Ang kalaban natin politiko, sila dapat ang mag-report accountable. Yung statement ni Pinoy na kayo ang boss ko, that should be true. Yes. Diba? In all aspects. Dapat kaya nga may state of the nation. You guys know why there's state of the nation address yearly. Hindi yun para sa bilangan ng kung gaano ka namin papalakpak. Hindi yun Hindi din. Hindi yan uh, yan. Fashion Hindi show. Hindi tingin na nung, oo. Hindi carpet. rin yan ano lang, kaya mo lang papanoorin, gawa ng may assignment yung anak mo ko kinabukasan. Mm-hmm. State <laughs> of the nation is the president's responsibility to report to the people kung ano na yung status ng ng bansa natin and that parang sa school ay yung report card ng ng mga presidente and if we're not happy about how certain things are going dapat yun ang magiging evaluation natin sa kanila diba hindi yun ano yes. it should be taken as that and again i may be um tag dito unrealistic in saying it but the way the reason why you have congressman sila yung representative ninyo dapat talaga kapag may may mga mali in legislation or whatever sa kanila kayo nagpe-pressure kasi si congressman kapag alam niyang hindi siya mananalo <laughs> na election dahil lang ang kanyang constituent ay uh, ganito ganyan ito yung priority nila then that congressman will vote based on kung ano yung noise coming from their area kaso diba it, at saan natin ginagamit ang congressman ngayon? Ninong sa kasal? Well, ano? Uh, ang pwesto ng congressman, yan yung kapag ka nakatakbo ka na ng dalawang beses na mayor, <laughs> tapos hindi ka na uli pwede tumakbo, tatakbo ka muna ng congressman, papalipas ka na isa, dalawang turn, tapos babalik ka uli. Hindi, yeah. <laughs> tsaka ano, para sa tao, ang gamit ng congressman sa kanila yan nga, Ninong sa kasal. Hindi. Uh, hindi yan ang ano, ng tulong pampagamot. Pag-imkim, pag-Christmas, pag-Pasko, mga... Mag- magkakaroling kay sa bayan ni congressman hindi po para sa mga congressman hindi para sa ganun ng purpose nila at kahit magkano binibigay nila sa inyo not even not even from their not own their pocket yeah. oh, it's not even from their own pocket it's diba kumbaga nando doon nando doon ang approach eh. nando doon ng mali sa uh, expectation natin sa gobyerno kaya ano yep. yung little change that uh, we ask of the government Ayun nga, hindi lang yan basta-basta mangyayari. So, balik tayo kay Pacquiao. Naniniwala ba tayo na 24 to 5 years? Kaya niyang gawin yun. Sabihin na natin, oo. Is that even what we need? That's the question that we should be asking ourselves. So, siguro kaya ano niya din yung isa, yung sa may um, corruption and all that, right? Uh, yung mga investigation, ganyan-ganyan. The Senate have done so many legislative inquiry on corruption on so many items I implore everybody to look at what happened to those at, apart from the political theater na syempre babalita ano na ba talaga nangyayari there, there even something happening baga mala, masyado pa yung malalim na hindi yan 
hindi yan basta-basta maayos. Now, do we have a candidate na hindi na ng ganyan? Or should we say nakapag lahat pa sila tumakbo? I want to be in in a situation where dapat namimili tayo kung sino yung most qualified. Hindi kung sino yung better kesa dun sa isa. Ang nangyayari kasi ganun ang selection eh, di ba? Um, they're all who's bad. Who's the lesser evil? Oh, who's the, ano, the best out of the the worst candidates? As opposed to yung mamimili ka who's the best candidate. But we're so far off from there. We have to be realistic in, in our expectation but also we have to um, when when something is being done and that we know it's for the greater good, we should be openly accepting it. Kaya ito yung, di ba, yung topic natin today and like so many others um, there are a lot of new rules being implemented one being uh, the most controversial is LTO LTO had released so many things this last since the admin right uh, sa kanila nag-umpisa yung dalawang plates sa motorcycle yung malaking mm-hmm. yung malaking plate, uh, plate malaking plate sa harap at likod daw na dangerous daw yan sa motor Ganyan, ganyan. Um, and then again recently LTO released um, a memorandum or a requirement that before you can even take your license your exam you have to take hours certain hour courses for practical knowledge of road rules and all that which we lack obviously sa Pilipinas alam naman natin yes. gano'ng karaming fixer gano'ng karami ang walang lisensya and even if they did ambaga yung yung manner how we do it. Tapos, alam mo ba, in my journey, getting a license, um, siyempre, nag-YouTube ako pag, pag ano, ng drive, ganyan. Tapos, I came across video sa Japan, how to mm-hmm. get a license in Japan. And, in other countries, ganun din, lalo sa US, diba? Sa DMV, meron talaga sila, individually, before a driver gets a license, meron silang uh, courses that they pay for. Tapos, yung, yung one-on-one, talaga na supervision nung instructor, and then they evaluate your performance everything na kailangan mo or you're expected to do as a driver eh meron talaga silang checklist stringent talagang series ng study even before you you apply for for the ano license kumbaga kailangan pumasa ka ng ganung stringent now i imagine something like that being very good and it is kasi in those countries nakatama naman disciplinado yung mga driver. Siyempre, may mga exemption yung mga addicts or mga drunk driver, but it will never go away. But yung manner of being calibrated on what everybody should be doing, simple as sinning may right of way, simple as, di ba, ang priority ay pedestrians, or simple as yung pag-overtake, mga ganong bagay. It's, it's, it's more stringent. So therefore, una, binabayaran nila yun ng mas mahal. If they fail, they have to redo it, meaning it cost you more. So yung responsibility accountability ka agad nung tao nando doon kasi babayad ka ulit eh tapos it will take more yes. of your time kung gusto mo talaga mag-drive sabi nga nila it's a responsibility it's not a right kasi you share the road with others and with you driving a machine um, you can potentially be dangerous to others kumbaga maka-accidente ka makabangga ka damage to property or even death so talaga may responsibility nakasama ang pagda-drive. So, dapat lang ganun talaga. Now, the question is, <laughs> are we even set up for something like that knowing how LTO is apparent? <laughs> Natatawa ko kasi uh, uh, LTO is one of the most corrupt government <laughs> agencies 
out there kasi um, de ba yung pagkuha ng lisensya pagregistro yung sistema niyan nako po ko na Mariosa nung nag-apply ako I took the the high road na talagang ano um, I went through the whole process as is tapos nag nag-review ako nag-exam but you know I did it yung exam ko yung review I did it online like 30 minutes or an hour before yung exam mismo na doon ako sa LTO office um, understanding the uh, yung basta meron silang reviewer eh. <laughs> so may reviewer so mabaga tinetest ka for something na alam mo yun ang itatanong and yeah. it, it's theoretical knowledge meaning teka parang mali-mali doon eh diba so regardless it's a game of memorization how much you remember it's not even how much you practice tapos yung practical exam nila where you actually drive may instructor to testing kanila it's just a small parang parking lot loop na may ano may ramp papapakit bababa parang tulay mo yon or tapos meron kang ganung area tapos may parking uh, na magre-reverse parking ka yun na yung pinaka pinaka practical exam mo so pasado yeah, may kwento ako diyan actually kasi uh, it depends on the area the office oo kasi kasi <laughs> i know someone na he took the exam in one city this is way back I think this was 2016 I think right. he took it in one city tapos may, medyo mahirap yung ano doon yung driving course tapos there was uh, parang steep incline dun sa course tapos naka-manual siya so nahirapan siya ang ginawa niya nagpalipas siya ng konting oras then he went to a different city which is sobrang dalino <laughs> sobrang dalino ng course Eh, and then nagka, ano siya, nagkaroon siya ng lisensya and just for the record for the first six months of him driving he already damaged another car <laughs> so <laughs> ang daming area na walang actual testing or practical driving it's really, literally just a parking lot ako I went to Maine which is the main LTO office kasi doon lang mm-hmm. eto pa isa pang gripe ko dyan is me as a PWD hindi ako ma-accommodate ng mga satellite offices or satellite ng mga city kasi people are afraid to issue a license for somebody with accommodation like a disability or whatnot kasi daw magiging responsible sila sa parang pag na-involve pa sa aksidente ganito, ganyan, ganyan parang they, they don't want to have to do anything with me having a license that almost na hindi nila ma-decline but I know my rights kasi I literally sa paper sa, sa application form ng LTO na it's given to every single person applying for a license may probation doon na kapag uh, persons with disability ka merong area na i-check mo kung ano yung disability and ano yung accommodation mo to be able to drive tapos as long as you're deemed physically fit to operate a motor vehicle given na may accommodation yung vehicle mo may special ano whatever That, then you should be entitled kapag pumasa ka ng medical and all that ganon so Pasay doesn't have to do doesn't want to do anything with it si LTO para niya kaya doon ko nakuha yung ano ko eh yung student so I went to medical okay lang pero nung kukunin ko na yung actual license for ano hindi daw pwede tapos so, dinala ko sa Pasay sabi sa Pasay ay kasi ganito ganyan ganyan daming eksena so I had to go to to the main office in ano and this was a year later kasi it was too much hassle na pupunta pa ako sa main. Ang narrative doon, sabi nila, meron daw kasing doktor sa LTO main 
forgot the name, na siya daw ang magbibigay ng clearance for me para makapag-apply ng license. Mm-hmm. Kasi parang siya daw yung expert ng PWD, sabi ko. So, he's only available, or he or she is only available in Maine, yes. Siya lang ang pwede niyan, si doktor ganito, ganyan, ganyan. Sabi ko, what if I live in Zambales? What if I live in Batangas? What if I live in Bicol? What if I live somewhere else? So I really have to go to Manila to begin with PWD ka na nga eh. You have to go to the other place just to do this. And, and bakit yung mga satellite offices are accredited to clear somebody of medical and not physical physical ability, ba? Diba? Kumbaga, bakit sila merong mga accredited clinics if they can't certify? Dapat sila din may capacity to do that. Kumbaga, nagpapasahan lang eh. So, I, I'm asking kanong question ko. Siyempre, wala makasagot ng tama. Ay, sir, kasi kaya sila na lang kausapin nyo. Ganun lang yung mga, ano, ng, <laughs> ng mga tao. So, I went there once, parang one year ago. Kasi ang student, good yan for one year. Yeah. So, in the two weeks, supposedly, yung minimum para makapag-procap. I'm non-procap. I went to LTO um, to get it. Tapos, pinuntahan namin yung main. Wala yung doktor na yun nasa seminar conference. One year later, parang two weeks before mag-expire yung, yung ano ko, student yung student ko. Kasi nga, pumunta kami doon. Wala naman siya. Wala, nasa seminar pa din si Dok. Dok, anong klaseng seminar pinupuntahan mo? Number one. Tantaong ka nang nagsiseminar. Never kitang inabutan <laughs> sa LTO main. But I I um, made sure that na hindi masasayang yon. So I went to the main office. Went to the LTO chief na main and asked and told them the situation. Sabi nung LTO chief nung main sa Quezon City, sabi niya, sorry kasi yung iba talaga, hindi sila ano, sanay sa ganito, hindi nila alam yung ganitong kaso, ganyan-ganyan. So, pinapasa-pasa. Siya, certified na, sige, you can go through the whole process. Basta pag pumasa ka sa exam, pumasa ka sa ganito. Uh, we will issue you the license. Yun, I went through the whole thing. Eh, madali lang naman. For for God's sake, I was driving for one year now with a student license. Tapos, i-exam yeah. mo ng practical exam. Kumbaga, that's how I got my license. It was so hard for somebody in PWD tapos hindi siya ano um, hindi siya calibrated and and I get it syempre marami parang weird naman pira naman kasi sa Pilipinas yung katulad ko nagdadrive eh kaya ano ba I can't fault them but the question is are we are we even prepared to do something like this given na mas magiging stringent tayo yung ate ko by the way may license never yun nakapagdrive never nagpractical exam never <laughs> pumunta sa LTO may may paper may sagot na pagpunta doon never naman pinahawak ng sasakyan if you give her my keys she will not be able to drive but she has a license it was way easier for her to get license than ako na nagda-drive mismo that's the worst part of it eh. so alam ko na we're yeah. not set up where kung sino lang talaga yung qualified will will be able to do it so now it's just a question of more cost diba is it even Kasi worth the- it the thing is, I would say na adding the required amount of um, education is a step in the right direction. I think we can agree on that. Right. The problem is implementation. Kasi, alam mo yun, there are a lot of people that have been, I'm not even going to name anymore, <laughs> that has licenses na hindi dapat just because of number one, they're not really knowledgeable about um, 
traffic laws, how to behave even. Right. Hindi na yung bastang traffic laws lang, just how to behave um, while operating a vehicle. Um, these people na, alam mo yun, just like what you said, mad, sobrang daling kumuha ng lisensya for someone that is not equipped to do it. And it shows. Diba? Um, naalala ko tuloy yun, yung start ng quarantine, yung kakaunti na nga lang yung sasakyan sa kalsada, may na-accidente pa mm-hmm. sa EDSA. I think that was like April or something. And yes, in a way, uh, the added cost will be able to at least deter some of the uh, people from applying. But it's not really a good gatekeeper, I would say. Yeah. Um, kasi for me, it requires a large overhaul of the system. Kasi as long as people people are able to do that. Kasi I am aware of that those types of schemes then. Na dadating ka lang doon, parang ang gagawin mm-hmm. mo, pirma-pirma ka lang, pilot fill out ka lang paglabas mo meron ka ng lisensya na okay na antay mo na lang yung yung ID. And it's it's not fair and it's not just not fair, it's unsafe to do that and it has manifested in many ways in the actual roads, diba? Para, uh, someone, holding, someone holding a license na hindi talaga marunong mag-drive, how do you even issue somebody na hindi marunong mag-drive? Yung talaga yung best example ko, yung ate ko eh. <laughs> Kaya lagi ko yan inaasar. Buti ka pa yun, dali-dali mong nakakuha ng lisensya. Yeah, and the thing is, for example, ako, I don't have a license just because when I was about to get one, bigla sila nakikpit. And I can't be bothered mm-hmm. to do that. And I'm not even. Hindi man ako ng mm-hmm. bahay, so I never, I never did it. But I know how to. I've been taught from way back. Pa ang ginagamit para namin nun yung ano multicab, mm-hmm. <laughs> multicab. Nalala namin na yung tipong uhulaan mo kung nasan yung ano yung pagkakambi, oh. yung pagkakambiuhan. Oh, oh. Kasi lumalaban hindi siya kon, hindi siya consistent. <laughs> Ayo, but. Uh, well, my point is, alam mo yun, I, I mean, ako, I don't consider myself as someone that would be able to competently drive really well. Maybe with some practice pag nakakuha ako ng student license. But there are people out there that are willing to get a license knowing na sobrang basic lang nung alam nila. Yung iba, wala mm-hmm. pa talaga. And there are people that are willing to provide it unless that kind of activity is stop. Alam yun, uh-huh. stop. Wala mangyayari. And ito, inside baseball, there are some people here in the province that I know that can get you certification from yung mga, ano, yung mga required na courses without actually attending the classes. Right. Yung perceived... And, kanin, and kanino mo i-report? <laughs> Dun sa, sa LTO nakausap din nila na <laughs> agency na they authorize that working agency alam mo if if the good thing out of this is at least hindi kagaya nung sa akin diba ni-review ko yung yung material 30 minutes to an hour before diba the ano now i know most i i i don't say i would know every traffic rules or signs out there kasi there were so many i can i will not say na i'm like super expert on those things and that I'm 100% um, qualified to do so and I, I I challenge you to to find a driver na really knows every every sign or whatever right but it's the perception of 
like you said, the discipline, are you even fit? Kumbaga kasi yung perception nila na issue nila ng license could be like an elderly. Basta yung walang walang immediate obvious na disability, they they easily give license. Tapos yung kagaya ng sa akin, so hard. And I've been driving na for a year and diba, still to get the difficulty just getting my rightful license and I'm willing to go through the process. If the only benefit that we get out of this is more people have been introduced to at least go through the course, understand na may mga rules, ah, ganito pala to, ganyan, ganyan. If they learn a little bit more than just getting a license, na pumunta lang sila doon, umuwi ng they don't know any better than before they did uh, or they applied for the license, I think it's already a win for me. It's already yeah. a takeaway na at least meron silang ganong klaseng awareness. Pero, um, again, problem with implementation, problem with um, yung application. Kasi no, knowing something is only step one. Eh. Hindi mo naman ano nagagawin. And it's also hard, even if you want to abide by the rules, like simpleng bike lane, motorcycle lane, or simpleng mga bagay-bagay sa kalsada. In, kung lahat ng tao sa kalsada, nakasama mo sa kalsada, is not following, it's so freaking hard to to follow yung simple na yung distance between vehicle to another yung gap namin between yung stopping na kapag ganito yung speed mo kailangan you maintain at least 5 to 8 lengths of your car na hindi ka dapat dedicate and in metro manila in some areas for you to <laughs> to leave that much distance between you and the next car while you're driving Ako, it's haven for motorcycle. It's haven for yes. yung mga tatawid na yung nagihintay ng turn na makatawid sa kalsada, sa crossover, or sa intersection. They think na kapag nagme-maintain ka ng ganong klaseng distance sa kalsada, they think it's their chance. <laughs> Sumingat. They think it's their it's chance an, na, open, oh, oh, na, ano, na parang ganon. At kung ikaw yung nagme-maintain ng ganong distance, ikaw pa yung ipiperceive na mabagal. Ikaw pa yung ipiperceive na walang kwentang mag-drive. You're keeping yeah, and, a safe distance, diba? Yun yung <laughs> tatawa ako. And it's crazy. And you know that, ano naman ako, diba? Na ako, isa ako sa, isa akong avid cyclist. Na for, mm-hmm. I think, five years now, more than five years, I've, I have been regularly biking. Long routes, actually. And I've been in many accidents that are not my fault. Mga tipong nasa gilid ka na, konti na lang nasa sidewalk ko na, gigit-giting ka pa. Mm. Tapos, na, this is, eto, bago to. Nasa bike lane ako. Bike lane. So, I I am well within my rights to be there. And, <laughs> syempre, me, being in a being in a bicycle, in a mountain bike, uh, I use an app kasi yung Strava. I know for a fact that my top speed, kapag ka tuwid lang yung daan. It's like 20 to 30 kilometers per hour. Sagad yun. So, you can't expect me to move as fast as a car or as fast as a motorcycle. motorcycle. So, mabagal talaga ako. Sakto mm. lang. Tsaka ano ko eh, I went for a ride just for Trolling. You know, chill, chill ride. Yeah. Hindi naman ako makipag-racing. Naka-mountain bike ako, medyo mabigat yung mountain bike ko kasi yung gulong ko medyo loaded pang puti mm. kasi yun eh. And then, gigit-gitin ako ng mga motor na bubusinahan ka pa just because mabagal ka. And <laughs> alam mo yun, kung yung kotse na dumidistansya, 
na binubusinahan, pinupunan na ang bagal-bagal mo is already stupid. Doing that to a bicycle is even stupider. Especially in a bike can, lane. Oh. Yeah, kasi you, I can't even do that. And before I've been in an accident, nas, nasideswipe ako ng sasakyan. In a road na parang apat lang kaming nandun. And <laughs> the other two are from the other side of the road. Na side soy pa ko, nakagilid na ako ng todo and I'm an advocate of um proper cycling yung sumunod hindi porke bike ka, hindi ka na susunod sa traffic mm-hmm. law na hindi ka hindi ka titigil pag red light. Ako, no, yes, that's, that's, that's a no. Ganyan, that's a no for me kasi yun nga, I don't I'm not part of any bicycle um groups. Groups, but the group of us are us friends we we follow we follow the traffic laws kasi number one it's also for our safety may mga na, ang dami nang na-accidente na ganyan and just like what you said whenever I go out biking especially in an area where there's a lot of uh, other vehicles I just assume that everyone is stupid <laughs> kasi that makes you more aware plus yung helmet mo kasi even mm-hmm. if yung helmet kasi ng bikers it's not as good as the helmets of Motorcycle. motorcycle riders. Full face, so diba? if, Yeah, if I get sideswipe, durog yung mukha ko pag tumama ako sa pavement. And it happened to me once na nagkaroon talaga ako ng uh, buti nga hindi nag-fracture yung skull ko just because nung papaliko ako sa may blind curve, this was at night, pauwi ako galing college, merong sumalubong sa akin na uh, sedan na bulag yung headlights. Ah. So, nung umilag ako, nag-skid ako and then my face hit the pavement tapos talagang nag-purple siya. I didn't even get a look at. Pasa ako. Hindi <laughs> ko man lang nakita yung ano. But anyway, going back to the point is that there's a lot of yun na lang lang eh. Bulag yung headlights mo tapos magkapatakbo ka ng mabilis. Sa blind turn. Mm, come on, okay. Yun nga, uh, even with motorcycles and whatnot, and dami-dami masyadong tao na uh, madami yan, madami pa akong na ano nasig- nasigawan ako sa kalsada. May license nang hindi dapat nagka-drive. Yeah, and one of the examples that I would like to share as well, baha dun sa kalsada. Mm. So, just imagine this. This is the Pulodjesmo Road um, exit ng Kabuyao sa South Luzon S- SUV ba to? SUV? This is ano? Ano to? Sedan? I think it was a Toyota mm. Yaris. I think. Sedan ba ang Yaris? No. Hatchback. Hatchback, yeah. So, just imagine that this is a two-lane road. Tapos yung, yung gilid niyan, may mga hukay dyan at saka baha talaga siya. It's, ano yun eh? Parang dirt lang talaga yung gilid. Baha siya, um, yung baha almost reaching may ano na may crank yung pe- yung gitna ng pedal. So, me na- nandoon ako sa road mismo. I was following it kasi I I can't see yung road sa side. So, syempre ako, I'm keeping my distance uh, from the vehicle in front of me which is a tricycle. I'm keeping a bit of a distance kasi uh, yung brakes ko, it's wet. So, I don't want na 
bibiga ka na ganun tapos magbe-breaks ka. Eh, iwas ano lang din, iwas discretion. Plus babad na din yung sapatos ko noon kasi every time that I would step down of my <laughs> my bike, it's it's it, it's flooded. So ang ginawa ginagawa nitong nasasakyan sa likod ko, binabangga niya yung likod ko tapos binubusinahan niya ako. Tapos ako sabi ko, I was just going back and looking at him. Anong anong problema mo? And lumabas siya ng sasakyan niya. Ang sinabi niya, ba't hindi ka sumingit doon? Mm. Sabi ko, are you stupid? Pasisingitin mo ko sa gitna ng baha. And this went on for like, it, it, traffic siya, mm. mahabang traffic to. Binabangga niya ako na binabangga. And I bet that person has a license. Gusto niyang mag, ano, gusto niyang mag lane split Gusto niya sumingit ako doon sa, uh, sa kanan. Lane splitting basically. <laughs> diba? Parang ang... Ito ah. Ito talaga lagi akong ano, sabi nung... Medyo pinabawasan ko na ngayon eh. Kasi pag kasi kasakay ko yung baby, talagang umiinit yung ulo ko sa mga kasabay ko sa kalsada. Yung tipong... Um, eh, kagaya ng ganyan, magta-turn ako sa right or magta-turn ako. Tapos may sasakyan or may tumatawid sa harapan ko, pedestrian. At syempre, ito muna ako. Ba- bagalan or what. Tapos bubusin na ka ng nasa likod ko. Ano yung sasabihin ko lagi? Ano, banggain ko na ba? Sagasaan ko na ba? Sagasaan ko na ba yung tumatawid? Burundulin ko na ba kagad yung, yung sasakyan? Gusto nyo? Ano bang hindi ko ma-imagine? Yung tipong may tatawid, may sasakyan sa harapan, yung nasa gitna ka ng kalsada. Siyempre, alam mong may obstruction, kaya kay hinto mm-hmm. sa kalsada. Tapos bubusinahan ka lang nasa likod mo as if ang laki-laki ng kasalanan mo. Lagi ko nasa isip talaga sa, sa utak ko na, ano bang gusto nito? Banggain ko ba yung nasa harapan? Yung ba yung... Yung ba yung gusto niyang mangyari? Gusto ko ba, gusto niya bang, ano, na, <laughs> ano, banggain ko na? Okay lang ba? Ayun ang laging tatalo ko sa utak ko eh. Maga parang, may, may mom has a line pagka nasasakyan kami, tas binu- traffic, tas busina ng busina yung nasa likod. Ano, lilipad na ba kami? Uh-huh. <laughs> yung, <laughs> yung kaka-green lang, yung tipong kaka-green lang, uh-huh. tapos, bubus- 0.001 seconds. Uh, busina right ka, parang ang bagal-bagal mo na. Parang ano, kailangan ko bang may foresight na gugo kagad ako, hindi pa ano. Tapos yun nga yung mga sumisingit, lalo na yung sa motor, this is the, ano, the thing that I hate is yung naka-turn signal ka na malayo-layo pa. You're making mm-hmm. your slow turn to that direction. Tapos paliko ka na. Yung bibilisan pa nila para sumingit, para para sumingit sila sa'yo. At that same area, where saan ka talaga liliko, hindi pong kakanan ka. Doon sila nagmamadali at alam nilang paliko ka. Liliko ka lang naman eh. It would take what? 3 seconds? To to make that complete turn? G na G sila na kailangan nilang singitan yung sarili nila knowing na blind spot ng driver yung right side. ba? Diba? At saka, yes. I know, kasi before I turn, I make sure to look at the side mirror. Lagi ko yung mm-hmm. pinaprevent. Ang di ko talagang maintindihan is bakit ganun yung mindset nila na sumingit pa. Lalo na yung ibang motor na sisingit din on that right same direction. ba? Diba? No, so okay, sisingit kang ganyan. Liliko ka, liliko rin siya. Siyempre, yung sasakyan, yung lapad nung ano nun, yung turn niya, tutumbukin talaga kita kung talagang, umbaga, hindi ako maingat. Yung prone. Yeah, and, diba? Prone sa accident yun eh. If it's yeah, anybody I'm else. Not, diba? Delikado. I'm not an expert in traffic law, but I'm not sure, so I'm not sure if this is legal or not. Pero I would say na overtaking in the right side is stupid. Oh, tsaka pag nililiko. 
lahat yun eh kasi we there is a good example of this I uh, I've been itching to talk mm-hmm. about it for the longest time this is exactly what happened dun sa it's it's quite old news I think uh, parang prior to, to the pandemic pa yata to na there was a teenage underage mm-hmm. boy laseng walang lisensya walang helmet lumiliko yung eto nga hindi lang to basta naka naka flasher eh. he was already in the, the motion uh-huh. ng pagliko na parang ano yun I think a fourth uh, of the body of the truck was already inside the ito, uh, gas station okay. na pagpapasukan niya tapos sumalpok tong si si Ryder and you know there's a lot of things that happened wrong there because number one I don't even know if we can blame LTO for this kasi for the mere fact na this person is unlicensed mm-hmm. pero the problem here that I'm seeing is that this exact same behavior is being exhibited by those that are actually licensed hindi natin nilalahat but we've seen mm-hmm. it there's a lot of it and Uh, another example actually madaming example even uh, uh, first hand second hand knowledge within our circle of uh, acquaintances there's a lot of things that happen because of these things and alam mo yun nakakalungkot lang din kasi na just because you didn't want to go through the hassle of actually trying to learn actually going through the entire process that you're endangering yours, your life and others life But the thing is, ay nang argument um, kasi doon, Brent is the process itself, even if you go through, doesn't necessarily make you a better driver out of the gate. Like I said, I went through the process. Yeah, I, I don't know that it helps anything, but ito nga kaya ang argument ng mga tao sa bagong rules ng LTO is doing it is just more money for LTO. Wala talaga siyang immediate inherent benefit kasi I think ang unang-unang kailangan mangyari diyan. And I think a lot of people will self-correct. And this is just my ano, assessment of it. The enforcement is what's lacking. Kasi kung ang tao, that's by theory, ayun yung nandun sa, sa test, ayun yung nasa LTO, ayun yung ginagawa. And then out in the real world, even before you take the test, even before you actually drive yourself, yung second knowledge lang, na yung jeepney driver na sinakyan mo, ba? Diba? Na ganito, sumusunod kasi ganito, or alam mong bawal hindi sila nagbababa huminto sa kung saan. Or yung taxi driver na nasakyan mo, ganito, kasi alam mong bawat. Ikaw mismo, nagkakaroon ka na ng second-hand knowledge kung ano yung mga pwede at hindi pwedeng ginagawa ng driver. Mm-hmm. Through second-hand knowledge, hindi mo pa yun ginagawa if the enforcement is right. Sample din sa Paranaque, may bike lane, may motorcycle lane. ba diba? But, yung implementation on the first week, every day, merong nanguhuli sa, sa motorcycle lane. So ngayon, for that week, makikita mo, ang daming motorcycle, they're following the motorcycle lane rule. Diba? So, after nung Im- immediate burst ng implementation nun, nawala na yung mga nag-check. So, very, basically, very random na lang yung pag-check. You can see, yung mga motorcycle now are uh, likely not to, to be in the motorcycle lane. Kasi nga, wala namang nanguhuli. While in some area, kagaya sa Subic or sa mga Zambales, diba, Clark, may mga lugar na alam nilang sobrang higpit na mga enforcer in Makati or may mga places na isang mali mo lang huli ka. Baga every single day, alam mong may mga uhuli. 
that that place is known to be may mga may enforcer, may mahigpit. Kumbaga, na, na papasok sa utak ng tao na pag nandito ka sa lugar na tususundin mo, pa nasa ibang lugar ka, optional kasi pwedeng wala nang uli or hindi. So sa enforcement, una, even if we have to do it every day for 5 years or 10 years to the point that it becomes culture to to the point na it becomes standard na every single time nagagawin mo yon without a doubt na uhuli ka you will naturally follow yun ay ma-adapt and then by theory you educate bakit ba binabawal yun kumbaga yun dapat ang dynamics nun dapat mas ano yung enforcement and even on the important tayo sa enforcement diba sumikip umihumikpit na noon pa natin alam kagaya sa Manila ito pa isang pa mga nakikita ko dito this week and pag sinabi natin kamote rider by the way it's not just motor pag sinabi pati, <laughs> uh, pati four yan. wheels La- lahat, lahat ng driver six <laughs> wheels uh, just to be fair and not even uh, while moving mga batas kagaya ng no parking sa kalsada this is my mm-hmm. biggest pet peeve whenever I drive and then bawa may palengke or may mga establishment na talagang they were not set up for for a parking or whatnot, I I really don't go there. And if if we do, I just drop off my uh, partner ko, and then I go around and then look for a better place. Because matayang ka lang ako sa kalsada ng saglit na ano, and then I know na maraming dumadaan. Kating-kating ako malis, eh, kasi nakakahiya for me na nakaharang yung kalsada yung sa kotse mo doon. But to some others, lalo na sa Manila ngayon, nagigpit sila ng enforcement ng no parking, napakadaming videos ngayon that's coming out na nag-aawa yung enforcer at saka yung mga car owners kasi pinipilit na mga car owners na ang tagal-tagal na namin dito parang ano, ganito ngayon lang kami nuhuli that's number one, that's not a good argument <laughs> ibig sabihin nun, oo, oh, oh, matagal ka nang nagwa-violate oh, thankful ka ngayon kapag nuhuli it's an admission of guilt <laughs> oo, oh, tsaka ano, yung ano, kakadating ko lang eh kambaga May kinuwa lang ako. May ganito. Ito, harapan ng bahay namin. May kinuwa ka lang sa harapan ng bahay nyo. Ano yan? So, kapag wala kang kinukuha, nasaan yung kotse mo? Saan ka nakapark? Diba? Tapos maganda yung... Pagka, magandang pang-contra dyan eh. Pagka sinabi na, ano, sasaglit, sasaglit pala ako. Hawakan mo yung tambutso. Matingnan natin ko. <laughs> Umainit. Tapos, <laughs> Umainit. <laughs> wala pang parking. Ano, tag dito, ano, nakalagay mismo no parking. Wala pang five minutes. Diba? Um, Parang baga... germs pag nahulog yung ano, nahulog yung pagkain. Oh. Kailangan pa. Tapos <laughs> wala namang dumadaan, ganyan. Eh, kaya nga wala dumadaan dito, masikip eh. Diba? Kaya, kaya nga, yeah. hindi na ano tong kalsada na to eh. It's actually a national road. Tapos alam mo yun, may mga magandang bahay. Yung bahay nila may provision for parking, but they converted yung parking to a living area. Parang a may gina. Diba? Rest nun sa sarapan nakapark. Now, I get na it takes some time to get used to it na ganon na uh, tawag dito um, ini-enforce yung batas and again like I said there's hindi mo din masising tao minsan when there's really inconsistent di ba? doon pa problema yan anong ginawa ng mga prior mayors anong ginawa ng mga prior uh, police or whatever bakit parang merong flavor of the month na ito gagawin nyo ito gagawin nyo <laughs> kasi if lack of consistency you really develop the habit na nakasanayan na ng tao and when people are used to something they think anything of the opposite ng ganong behavior is the one that's unusual. Kumbaga, yun ang mali. Diba? Yes. Even though they've known for a long time na bawal talaga magpark sa area na yun. And I think um, both sides are wrong in that. But also, we have to start somewhere. Kung mag-start na tayo mag-enforce, 
Um, and I'm sure there's previous warning and all that. Hindi pa rin sila tumusunod. Kumbaga, nang huli na lang talaga basta-basta itong mga ano, and then uh, napapahamak sila. May mga nag-argument pa doon. Pandemic ngayon, wala kaming sweldo. Paano namin mababayaran yan? Wala na nga kaming pera. May mga kotse ah. Naganda ng mga kotse. Tapos mga ano pa to Mga English speaker pa. Yung mga tipa. <laughs> yung mga tipong hindi ako maniniwala na wala pambayad ng, ng parking eh. Tapos ang inaaway nila yung nag enforce Kawawa talaga yung mga nag, naglalagay nung ano sa gulong sila yung yeah. ano. tapos ang lagi pang argument ng mga tao is um nabayan di mapapakausapan para naman kayong ano sobra kayong ganito parang abuse of power na when you enforce law parang nag-aabuse ka na ng power kapag ka hindi naman ano uh, kapabayaan ng gobyerno kaya nagkaganyan di ba alam mo yon there's no ano eh, right or wrong thing kumaga it will be unpopular but uh, isipin natin na yung long term impact nito it should be good but again there will be a problem when this time I get penalized for it so I will um, avoid doing it until maybe a year later hindi na naman nila issue to then I can park again kumbaga ako dapat consistently para sa akin hindi ko na rin dapat gagawin yun eh diba kaso kung di naman ako inuhuli then I will get away with it kaya yung ayun nga yung behavior na pwede bang pakiusapan na lang pwede bang pag-usapan na lang yan that's really ano eh pag Filipinoism eh culture natin yun na na I think it's bad na we are against corruption we're against ano gusto natin na progress pero ayaw natin ng we're actively engaging oh, in oh, it actually tayo mismo making it corrupt by talking to these people hindi naman lack of compassion yun eh um it, in another degree it's lack of compassion sa mga tao na naapektuhan bawa yung yung kalsada napakasikip dahil sa kanila nalilate sila sa traffic papunta ng trabaho kasi yung yung road na yun ano, laging congested, di ba? Kasi mm-hmm. nakapasyon niyo sa mga tao na yon na nata-traffic dahil sa hindi ninyo pagsunod sa simpleng no parking rule, di ba? May benefit yan sa iba na hindi, syempre, obviously, ikaw yung disadvantage, pero dapat yun nasa pagsunod sa ano ng batas. Kaya nakal-video to eh. Ang labanan kasi ngayon, video-video na eh. Video ng enforcers, video ng mga inuhuli. Kung whoever posted, yun yung story na mangingibabaw, yun yung narrative. Nung... Sino yung mauna? nung conversation. <laughs> Ang, alam mo, meron ako nabasa doon eh. Good, good point or good exchange. Although, eh, <laughs> eto, I don't think it has anything to do with Duterte. Pero nakalagay kasi doon. Uh, nagpost kasi yung isa sa mga nahuli. Sabi niya, grabe mm-hmm. kaya nagtatabaan tong mga enforcer eh. Puro buhaya. Ganyan yung dating. Yung tingin nila sa enforcer. Sabi nung nag-comment doon. Um, sana tuloy-tuloy na to. Um, Ayan ang magiging legacy ni Presidente. Nag-comment yung lalaki. Ano legacy pinagsasabi mo diyan? Sabi niya no parking, ano? Sabi niya no parking ang ano plus presidente, legacy ng presidente. Magalit siya. Nasumagot yung lalaki na yon, same person na sabi niya. Hindi po disiplina po yung sinasabi ko. Kumbaga, hindi yung yung face value na may nagparking, hinule, tapos uh, pinagbawal, 'di ba? Pinagpenalty. Dapat ang maging takeaway natin dito is dapat may disiplina tayong tumunod sa batas. Kapag bawal, bawal. Hindi yun yung, yung kung ano yung sinunod mo or hindi. Dapat yung notion na ikaw mismo dapat may disiplina ka. Yun yung sinasabi niya na legacy na dapat yun ang maging takeaway natin. Ng, ano, which is a good point. And I, again, I don't think yung enforcement ni Yorme is anything to do with with Duterte specifically. Baka nga kayo yung mayor lang yun. Ano. But the point of the matter is my point na no matter how shallow you think the violation is, the fact that it's against the law or bawal 
Diba? Kung feeling nyo, mali yung batas, edi yun ang i-question nyo. Pero yung mag enforce mm-hmm. hindi dapat. Hindi yung yung tao lang na naglalagay ng ano. Although, hindi naman perfect yan. Siyempre, meron din ako nakitang incident before sa Manila din to. <coughs> Kinall out din yun para kayo. I don't know kung anong ginawa niya doon. But it was the time ni Ispo na bago pa siya. May street sa Manila na one way. Tapos, mm-hmm. yung mga enforcer, diba, parang one way siya to, to, to the left. Tapos, kakanang ka lang dapat. Yung mga riders, uh, mga panda delivery, ganyan, or whatever. Lagi Ay. silang kumakaliwa. Oo. Tapos, yung banner na one way is nando doon sa malayo. Kumbaga, hindi siya kita kaagad. Tapos, yung mga enforcer, oh, yung enforcer, nakaabang sa ibaba. Sa ibaba mismo, nung, nung ano, uh, one way. <laughs> Ikaw, di ba? Ayun talaga yung buhaya. In my perspective, Diba? Dapat, kung ang ano nyo is enforcement, dun kayo sa lugar kung saan magkakamali yung tao and you should be directing them to the right traffic. Na, okay, bawal dito yes. dun kasakanan. Kung baga, that will avoid penalty for the people and then will avoid traffic. Kasi ano ba nangyayari pag may nuli ka sa one-way street? Nagkakaroon ng komosyon, nagkakaroon din ng traffic. Yung ini-enforce ninyo, nagkakagulo din. And then yun nga, kumbaga bait siya eh. and then this is uni- this is not unique in Manila it's just a most recent example I heard but there's so many places na bait talaga ginagawa nilang bait yung batas inuhuli ka nila uh, in the moment na nagkamali ka na instead of deterring na magkamali ka kasi nga kung bago ka yeah. sa place hindi mo naman alam ano bang nangyayari diba and just to be clear then diba yung mga ganyang klaseng behavior those should be reported and the people that are Uh, responsible for that kind of behavior should be punished by the fullest, fullest extent of the law kasi um, alam mo yun, ang dami-dami kasing enforcer na ginagawa nila ng ayos yung trabaho nila madami yan, it may not be perfect but mm. they've gotten a bad rap because of this number of people that have been committing these types of crimes <laughs> yeah I'd call them crimes kasi ano yun eh they're soliciting bribery most mm-hmm. like most of the time diba and alam mo yun um I agree with that consistency talaga and discipline kasi dun kasi nakahighlight na kulang talaga tayo sa disiplina because the solution to it is to force us into complying basically no. diba parang kailangan natin na This is what I observed in Davao when I went to Davao like how many years ago na yun? Parang four? Four years ago? Na parang papaano ka hindi susunod sa batas eh almost every other kanto may nakastasyon na police. Mm-hmm. And if you implement something like that to traffic laws so one of the examples that I like is yung mga non-contact apprehension na merong mga area na prone to speeding tapos mm-hmm. nalaman nila na may namamaril ng laser na camera doon <laughs> ng speed ano um uh, suddenly bigla nagbabago yung uh, behavior ng mga drivers and i think that's good i mean um one of the at least one i've heard this from somewhere na manpower yung isa sa mga issue um, issue with that and i think yun yan it is an investment yes but non-contact apprehension could be one of the steps that we could take to go to that direction. Kasi tama naman, mahirap nga naman talagang mag-deploy ng ganong kadaming tao. Tapos, alam mo, these people are not well paid and 
<laughs> that that is also one of the causes of corruption. Oh, But, man. Yun yung yun ang problema kasi um it should come two ways for those people that will learn more from at least theoretically uh from the new LTO program. You need to be able to apply that and hindi porke ginagawa ng iba. Kasi yun yung discipline eh, di ba? Yung kahit sino yung kasa- kahit walang nagbabantay sa iyo dapat talaga ginagawa mo yung tama kahit al- kasi alam mo naman yun eh uh, a lot of the things that these people are doing we already know are is wrong alam na natin na mali na uh, mag-counterflow ka alam na natin na mali na uh, sumingi ka sa kanan alam na natin oh. yun alam na natin na maling mag-tailgate maling lumagpas sa speed limit but that's the thing eh no we we know it kasi But everybody else is doing it okay lang exactly yun na nga ang problema kasi um, there is at a point here there comes personal responsibility talaga you need to be personally responsible for your own decisions and uh, alam yun it's wishful it's mm. very wishful very hopeful for me I would even consider it utopian <laughs> considering na Pilipinas to to hope that people would just follow the yeah. traffic laws even the basic ones And I know we're capable of it because when Filipinos go abroad, they go to other countries, they comply, they follow. Because yes. the environment was set up that way. Nasusunod. Na if you don't follow, you stick like a sore thumb. Ikaw talaga yung naiiba. And when, alam mo yun, simple lang na ano, eh, kagaya ng docu that I watched earlier, yung pagtatapon ng mask. Like the biggest, mm-hmm. di ba ngayon, we, we know uh, impact of plastic to the environment we know yung kano kalaking problema so a lot of measures are being done to um, to prevent yung pagtatapon ng basura or plastic LGUs bawal na yung papel ang bawal na yung plastic puro paper bags na mga ganyan di ba marami ng rules but being relatively bago yung mask as a problem lalo na yung disposable mask walang uh, enforcement walang kahit anong rules that's placed na kung paanong safely dispose yung mask. So, ang question there is, why don't we apply just the same logic kung ikaw may disiplina ka as a normal person? Hindi porket, di ba, pwedeng gumamit or pwedeng ano ng plastic. Uh, yung mask mo, you will treat it the same way. Kung baga, itatapon mo lang kung saan, iwan mo. Mm-hmm. Dapat you should dispose of it properly kasi it's the next big problem outside the pandemic, yung aftermath kapag naayos na yung health problems and what do we do with all these non-biodegradable PPEs like masks na will be environmentally as our dues which can create another you know set of problem dapat as a person kumbaga mag ano man ang ano yung disposal ng gobyerno or hindi you shouldn't just be throwing it around dapat may sarili kang responsibility hindi porket diba alam mo yun kailangan ba i-itemize yung mga bawal itapon kailangan ba i-itemize yung bawal na iiwan mo sa ganitong lugar. It's just really the common sense and self... Yung self-policing, yung discipline nga na tinatawag na it's not right to throw your waste kung saan-saan. Diba? Yung mga bagay na ganun. And we can do it. Like I said, if we're in a different situation, put in a different area, we we are gonna do it. Maiiya tayo. Even in the Philippines, kagaya ng ganun, pag pumunta ka ng Dabao, yung disiplina mo doon, iba pag pumunta ka ng Sambales or Subic yung sa law traffic enforcement dun iba alam yun eh kumbaga may sa mga driver alam kung saan lugar na mas may pet at hindi but 
why can't you just do it everywhere? Although everywhere. mahirap nga, kasi nga, lahat ka noon, kagaya nung sasabi ko. Good example, yung pag-keep uh, ng distance between you and the next vehicle for safety, isinisingitan kayo. So, y- diba, infinitely, you cannot create the, the distance between you and the next vehicle na tuwing mag-i-space ka ng ganun, sisingitan ka. So, ano yung, ano yung, ano mo ngayon, mangyayari, diba? Kumbaga, it's always a collective action. Tapos, pagdating sa mga ganyan, lalo na yung mga, ano, pag-enforce, hindi mo rin masisi kasi ang dami talaga. It, and I think it's because of a numbers, uh, numbers game. Mas marami talagang motorcycle, motorcycle riders ang, one, hinuhuli or nahuhuli na walang lisensya. Na walang, um proper documents kasi one mas accessible yung motor matutunan as a type of vehicle yes. kumbaga yung lalo na yung mga scooter scooter type na gas lang diba apakadali kahit sino kahit pagets actually can drive it tapos nakikita ko lalo na sa mga uh, dito, um streets lang within say port estate or barangay may mga obviously teenagers na nagmumotor na magkakaangkas sila pa yung mga kaskasero ba? Diba? Mm-hmm. ako yes. naman ang perspective ko dun ikaw barangay ka is it not your job na dumadaan sa barangay hall yung ganong klaseng kabataan na alam mo naman sa unang tingin pa lang is too young to have a license ba diba dapat sinisita ng barangay sinisita ng mga parents within that area na delikado yung mga ganon kasi sila yung walang takot eh sila yung walang ano ng accountability sila yung syempre mga nagpapasikat o sila yung mga puro for fun lang na sobrang bibilis magpatakbo in uh, in in a community meaning sila yung may chance makabangga ng bata ng sasakyan na mga ganun where it's dangerous apart from discipline dapat din talaga yung enforcement is not um tag dito unique to the agencies Kumbaga, it's not, ano yung mga tipong, it's not my job kind of thing. <laughs> yung magang pinabayaan na lang nila yung mga ganong eksena unless maging malaking problema na dami nang namatay na teenager sa barangay, ganyan, bago nila a-actionan. But again, parents and all that, discipline, kasama yung lahat. Sa mga motor-motor na yan, although I, I can feel the, the pain ng mga motorcycle rider na sila lagi nasa checkpoint, sila lagi na i-stop. There's also some benefit kasi nga like what you said earlier, di ba? Mali mo kung ninakaw pala yung motor mo. Checkpoints are meant to stop those. Yung mga nagnanakaw ng motor kasi mahuhuli sila. Pero kasi kung nagnakaw na sila ng motor, do you expect them to wear helmet? <laughs> do you expect them to to follow the rules? Kung baga, merong nakakatawa na ano eh, yung di ba yun? Yung sa motor, yung analogy nga dyan sa may yung may plates daw. Di ba? Uh, kaya daw inaano na yung mga motor kailangan may malaking plaka at madaling makilala kasi daw um, para mahuli kagad kapag ka may witness or ganyan malaman ko sino yung nagdadrive kasi riding in tandem naka-helmet di mo malaman o sino kaya daw para yun for identification anta lang naman dos so yung magnanakaw ng motor or yung hitman or yung killer or kung ano mang klaseng krimen ang ginawa niya all of a sudden, susunod siya sa pag <laughs> susunod siya sa paglalagay ng plaka sa, ko- sa motor niya. Kumbaga, selective niya mamili. Kung criminal yan, criminal yan. 
posibleng yung motor na daladala nila walang plaka posibleng yung motor nila walang identification huwag mo silang i-expect na susunod yan criminal nga eh. and that's that's the usual actually dito sa area namin madami yung mga riding in tandem na uh, ng nanakaw Unmarked. na ano kaya madami ano eh madami laging checkpoint dito sa amin eh. even dito sa may bandang labas ng uh, ng area namin meron dyan laging ano checkpoint ng PNP kasi nga talamak ang nakawan riding in tandem crimes dito and mapansin mo yan nag, I've seen before na may chinase ang police kasi ang layo pa lang kitang kitang <laughs> nandoon kasi ako sa may convenience store kitang kita mo ang layo pa lang lumiko nag-U-turn yung motor and then they gave chase and apparently the reason why they, the police are so jumpy is because someone was killed by uh, riding in tandem mm. like um, parang ano the night before so they were really going to the pero yun na nga and the thing is what's funny is that habang nandun yung ano hinahanap nila itong pumapatay ng ano ang nahuhuli nila yung mga walang lisensya mm. yung, <laughs> yung mga hindi nage-helmet mga underage and you know these people being off the streets I would say is making you know making the roads a little bit more safer but yun nga that, that's the funny thing they're, they're looking for actual killers and they're <laughs> oh they're getting other fish in their nets. Pero, yun lang yung ano doon, uh, I do understand na hassle ngayon. Uh, I've seen, I think it was Rafi Tulfo na sinasabi nila na dapat whatever, how, how the motorcycle riders are being treated, ganun din dapat daw i-treat yung mga four wheels. In a way, I kind of agree, but if you really take a look at, if you really take a look at it, na parang statistically just because motorcycles are more accessible just because they I, I, I can't say entirely uh, a lot more of them commit more violations uh, yung uh, tungkol sa uh, lisensya sa, sa helmet and whatnot and just the mere fact na talamak ang nakawan talamak ang riding in tandem I don't really disagree that they, there are checkpoints that are specifically targeted for uh, motorcycles alam mo na may bias yun yun, ano? din talaga dyan you know yeah. kasi kapag kamalaki yung bawa, big bikes tas alam mo mga mayayaman um, they are not treated with the same um, demeanor ng mga enforcer kesa doon yes. sa mga may dala ng mga murang motor. Kasi they know na medyo mataas sa lipunan yung mga tao na yun eh. Maga maraming pera, may connection or what. Medyo mabait sila. They don't stop those people as much as they do yung mga, yung kung mga average citizen lang. Kasi, uh, small fish eh. Magas, madaling ma-intimidate. Ganito. Sila yung nakikiusap. Alam mo na, pagka yung mga people in authority, pagpiling nila kayang-kaya nila yung, ano, medyo kupal din yung mga yan eh. Pero pagka, <laughs> Ano naman, sila naman yung mukhang kawawa kapag medyo may pera or malalakas yung loob ng mga yeah, It's, it's the same with four wheels, di ba? Mm. Uh, I think we've seen several videos wherein um, pag yung mga bigating sasakyan yung hinaharang nila for some reason, for traffic 
mm-hmm. violations and what not. Iba talaga yung demeanor. Sometimes it goes overboard na medyo masyado nang mayabang yung nasa <laughs> nasa four wheels. Uh, but yeah, that's the thing eh. Kasi meron talagang imbalance when it comes to that kind of dynamic. And it's it's a complex issue. It's clearly wrong that there is that kind of bias. But alam mo, at the same time, if there are violators, of course, they should be um, held accountable. It's just a matter of equal um, enforcement. That's that's my view on it. Uh-oh. Well, anyway, pagdating dito sa may LTO rule na to, I am, I think the intention is good. I don't think it's just the solution at this moment. Or maybe it's just step one of the many solution. The, ba? And dami pa rin kasing step to be taken. But any... Mm-hmm eto lang yan eh. any laws any rules we put in place if you don't enforce it well or if you don't enforce consistently it doesn't kumbaga hindi niya na-achieve yung objective niya to begin with simple as kagaya dati diba uh, for PWDs <coughs> sa building code they require people to have uh, PWD accessible uh, facilities meaning kapag uh, tinayo yung building mo from this year onwards dapat you follow certain grade ng ramp, you follow accessibility requirements and all that. Ang nangyayari, it's it's for compliance. So, I, I've seen ramps where sobrang steep, basta may ramp. So, pumasa. Baga, alam mo yon area of corruption. Yeah. But, so, mag-build ka ng building, nagbigay ka ng ramp, does that meet the purpose? Yung mali doon, yung enforcement, eh, di ba? So, kumbaga, may ramp nga siya for the face of it pero hindi naman yun magagamit kasi kung ka talaga PWD naka-wheelchair ka it's dangerous to be in, in a ramp with that slope kumbaga it's even more dangerous kaysa mag-stair so pero yung enforcement ang mali eh pumapasa eh yung inspector nun diba they allow yeah. the building to operate dapat it should not have happened to begin with dun din nagkakamali eh tapos ikaw din naman diba business owner ka yes I know it will require more space will be a little bit more expensive but you should think na it open up your business for people na would not rather go there kung wala kang ramp or your ramp is not accessible kumbaga it should be a big factor again conceptually when you think of it maganda yung rule pero yung implementation is wrong so it applies to a lot hindi lang sa LTO or sa ano kasi marami lang this is just the most obvious example eh Mm. Ang daming nagda-drive na hindi dapat. Ang daming ano na natuto lang kung kanino mag-drive. They don't even teach yung mga traffic rules eh. Ang tinuturo ng mga magulang pa nagda-drive yung just pump stop in ko paano umandar. Tapos bala ka. Paano lumiko? Oh, bala ka sa buhay mo. <laughs> tapos sumuha ka ng lisensya. Diba? They don't even uh, follow that kind of logic. So, maga, it's a long way. But yung incident, we should expect more kamote riders, four wheels, motorcycle, if you yourself becomes a kamote rider. The only way na mawawala ng kamote rider sa kalsada is kung ikaw mismo, you try not to become a kamote rider. Diba? Magandang example niyan yung tawang ko ba, may culture din sila sa ano eh. Ito lang parang to end the the conversation around the motorcycle and the kamote rider. Yung mga lugar na pinupuntahan nila na ginagawa nilang racing-racing yung ginagawa nilang banking-banking eksena na uh, meron silang mga clubs or groups in Facebook na nagmomotor. Punta sila sa, sa ano ba yun? Yung 
yung tunnel na sikat na sikat. Ah, kaibiyang? Yun. Tapos kasi may mga ano yun eh, twisty roads yun eh. May mga area doon na ginagawa nilang racetrack. Ginagawa nilang, uh, ano, so may mga nagbibideo pa. Kaya ang dami aksidente video eh. Kasi they as a group condone that exercise na doon nagpa-practice, doon nag- doon nagbabanking banking yung mga motor you see so many private vehicles na nasasalpok ng mga yon di ba sirang-sira yung harapan kasi they're speeding and they're banking eh yung motor naman nila is not built for that yung pagbabanking banking yeah. and to begin with public street yon you do whatever you want but go to a private track hindi doon sa ganung lugar hindi porket yung ganun yung gawa ng kalsada is an excuse to go there ekinokondon, may mga nagko-comment, may mga channels that are just for those types of group. Dapat kino-call out yun eh. Dapat yun inaano eh, sabihin nila, eh kano, yun lang kaya ng mga ano, ganito, mga simpleng tao. Go elsewhere, na walang not, yeah. yan. O hindi yung ano, mag-build kayo, dami yung ano eh. Diba? Mag- mag-contribute kayo or whatever. It's just that not the right place to do it. Baga, kung gusto niyo makipag coordinate kayo sa LGU, isarado niyo yung kalsada for a day, make it official na walang private vehicle, yung kung ikaw, you don't think of your own risk, so sige, bahala ka. Pero yung mga napadaan lang doon, na ma- masasalpok ng mga nag-overshoot na motorcycle, ba? Diba? And these are organized groups with license and all that. Tapos, ba? Diba, pinagbabawal. Ang ginawa ng gobyerno nila doon, pinagkakakitaan na lang yun eh tuwing pupunta doon may dadaan parang mayroon na silang environmental fee pinacharge uh, na nila mga hayop imbis na enforce gawing mabutas uh, yung ano oo tingnan mo mahirap yeah, eh but the problem is it's being condoned and it's being perceived as okay the more that may nagsusuport ng ganun feeling natin okay lang yun di ba yun ang mali yeah my partner was actually in one of those accidents naka nakasasakyan sila I think it was Vias yata nung dito niya they were on their way sa Pico de Loro and then may nakasalubong sila mga nagbabanking banking na yan nag overshoot yung motor and they weren't even in the uh, inner lane talagang overshoot lang talaga nung bumangga yung motor na total yung harapan ng sasakyan and then the person was severely injured it was super lucky to not die and the thing is syempre ano nangyari yun ang nangyari nakiusap pa yung ano Bios. yung yung pamilya nung uh, nung rider natulungan sila sa papagamot and alam mo yun hindi lang <laughs> it is already traumatizing enough and now you're asking for money Oh, parang hindi naman na kasalanan. Yes, accident 'yon. I get it, but bakit biglang responsibility ko yung pagbabanking banking ni ni Tanga? The place was not <laughs> the place was not built for that. I mean, inang ano eh, pinaka-worry ko yung may patakaming lugar tapos alam kong dadaan doon, we try to find another route. Ang problema kasi you can never be too careful pagdating sa ganun. Ang ingat-ingat mo tapos curb may ambilis-bilis na mag-aano na mag-overshoot, di ba? Tapos naka-video pa yun, parang papalakpakan pa nga yung mga gunggong, eh. parang galing-galing pa hmm. mga hayop eh. Pag may mga near-miss sila. <laughs> oh, I mean, I get it. It's, yeah, it's... it's fun, may, may thrill, yung camaraderie. I don't discard all that. The fact that it puts other people in danger and yourself also is already a risk. Pero yun nga, if you disregard your own safety, 
okay lang wag na wag mo lang idadamay yung yung ibang tao kasi you'll never know kung sinong sakay nun halimbawa yun diba halimbawa sa impact nun malay mo sa kotse naman yung may namatay diba yeah. may nauntog may, may baby yeah. or what diba napaka ano nun eh super risky dapat talaga i-demanda yun I would even go as far as holding the LGU accountable eh lalo na kung alam nilang prone yung area nila doon hindi man lang nila i-enforce pinagkakitaan pa chinarge na lang yung mga nagpupunta alam mo lang pinagbawal nila kung ano yung pagbomba sa loob ng tunnel diba? the stupidest yung pinakapwede nila yung pinagbawal na yung mga kwenta yung pinagbawal nila ang gunggong lang eh In, in one point, mahirap kasing ipagbawal yung motor in general to pass through the area. Yeah. Kasi, kasada yun eh. They have the right to pass through. Pero yung mga nagbabanking-banking kasi, yun ang unang delikado dun eh. Mga hype, hindi mo maintindi. But anyway, yun yung bigger picture and a bigger problem is um, what we perceive as acceptable, what we perceive as okay, we have to change. And also, within ourselves, huwag na tayo mag-reason out, mag-excuse. Kung bawal, bawal. Yung mahiya ka man lang sa sarili mo na pumarada ka sa gilid ng kalsada na alam mong nakaharang ka sa ibang ano, sakyan. Tipong ganun. Tip, yung mga iba yeah. naman, be patient. Yung, hindi ko pwedeng banggain yung pedestrian na tumatawid. Di ba? Tipong, maghintay naman kayo. Yung simpleng rule lang na, ano, lalo na sa moto, nakikita ko rin to eh. Nag, nag-slow down ka kasi may tatawid. Yung motor mabilis pa din. Parang, hindi ka ba nakakakuha ng clue na yung nasa harap mo bumagal? Meaning may something ahead. Magabilis na bilis pa din ang mga gag. Yeah, one of the common things pa nga yung ano, yung pag pinagbigyan ka nung four wheels mm-hmm. na tumawid ka as a pedestrian, tapos biglang, pag malapit ka na sa dulo, biglang may lalabas motor. na motor na umano sa kanan. And yun nga, Um, it might sound super cliche, but if you want things to change, start with yourself. Kasi, wala naman eh. Hindi mo naman pwedeng basta sisihin. I've seen this argument in online before, na kailangan may magandang sistema bago magkaroon ng disiplina. I agree, kailangan ng sistema. The better the system, the better it is. But discipline shouldn't be a product of a good system. Discipline mm-hmm. is discipline for a reason. It should have been na meron ka magandang sistema all the while you are already being a disciplined individual. Ang discipline Hindi... at ang batas should be for the people that are um, violating despite the fact of or despite the existence of the law. Meaning, yung yeah. mga one-off, yung mga strugglers, sila dapat yung, para sa kanila yung system. Kasi nga, bawal, tapos may lumabag pa, huhulihin. Hindi yung the other way around, na kailangan mo ng, um, like dito, may magandang sistema bago, ano, kumbaga yung disiplina mo, it shouldn't be dependent on that. Yun, yun, para yung mga na, na, nahuhuli, dapat. Yun yung mga talagang super, super bawal. Kumbaga, ikaw, di ba? Um, pag sinabi bang pwede nang pumatay, papatay ka na lang. Di ba? Kasi bawal mm-hmm. pumatay eh. Is that the one thing that deters you from killing somebody? Yung batas? Di ba? Hindi naman. Ang nagde-deter sa'yo is yung yung value mo, yung disiplina mo, tsaka yung self-logic and reason mo na bakit ko naman gagawin yun? Wala namang dahilan. Yun dapat yeah. eh. It's the same concept. It might be a little extreme, but it's the same idea. 
hindi mo kailangan ng magbabawal sa'yo if you know something is not safe something's not right hindi mo dapat ginagawa yun yun yung ano mo number one uh, distinguishing factor discipline is within yourself diba yun yung yung mindset and ayun nga kapag may nilagay ka sa gobyerno hindi yan sila yung gagawa ng lahat you expect them to lead the change but you also have to be part of the change hindi magbabago yun kahit naman anong gawin kung hindi ka mismo magbago Diba? Yeah, nasa, nasa pa rin eh. Just imagine if suddenly when you wake up tomorrow, lahat ng motorista ng Pilipinas at saka Japan nag-switch, I would bet na people, the Japanese drivers <laughs> that would be transported here would immediately be disciplined and then yung mga tao natin <laughs> pupunta sa Japan ay yung mga magkakanda magkakanda gulo-gulo kasi magugulat sila ay nanguhuli pala dito hindi pwede hanggang mm-hmm. sa kanila ma-realize na the system is already so stringent that Kala you won't be able to do anything alam mo yun yung kailangan pang malaman muna nila na <laughs> hindi pala pwede even though they know right from the beginning that it's not an okay thing yun to yun do but anyway yun yun without the repercussions and that's a stupid thing. De, pag nauli naman, pwede naman makipag-usap. Hindi ka naman pakiusapan. Ito nga, pag di pa napakiusapan, <laughs> ikaw pa masama eh. Galit ka pa. <laughs> Oo, yun pa yung masama eh. Ako man, pag makakausap eh, alam mo yun. It, I don't know. It's stupid but that's what you see in the team of the videos. Karamihan puro ganun. I feel for them na, syempre magbabayad ka, what na. Pero kasi may ginawa ka eh. Hindi nga nagpark ka sa harapan ng no parking sign how how can you even dispute that diba it doesn't doesn't even make sense it's blatant disregard of the law and you should be held accountable walang pinagkaiba yun diba so anyway yun ang ating topic this week um, napaka colorful daming angles <laughs> ng kamote rider version but I, unfortunately it always goes back to what you can do as an individual Um, that would really help and benefit uh, the entirety. Hindi yun talaga, ano. Yun nga yung, ano, pag dito, disiplina sa kalsada. It's for your safety. Don't think that you're doing it for others. Always think na para sa yun. Kaya, yun ang, ano, I want to live with that. And then, sa LTO and any other government agency in the future that tries to do something new, I do not deter you from doing anything. I think progress is always accepted. But you always have to make sure if it's the right thing to do at that moment. Kumbaga, you have to re-evaluate. Hindi porkit may nakaisip ng policy, gawin na kagad. You always have to understand the root cause. Kasi at the end of the day, you're only gonna be faced with um, criticisms and more criticisms. Magkakaroon ng um, dissent, meaning hindi talaga susunod yung mga tao lalo dahil they don't trust the process. There's no credibility in it. Yun lang. Ito kong uh, to end with in terms of that notion. And hopefully everybody gets to drive safe with um, the pandemic and everything. We don't want any more misfortunes to happen from anyone. Alright. And that has been our episode this week. Let's see you all again next week. Have a good day, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.